Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, this is a, a conversation between God and Abraham. This is, it was a conversation between God and Abraham. And God had promised Abraham that he was going to inherit the land that he has given to them. To him and his generations. And Abraham was, it, the promise to Abraham was, it was too good and too large. So, he couldn't comprehend it. He couldn't believe it because well, it's like somebody coming here. Just say, oh, um, um, I'm Mariam. We're talking about business, eh? Um, how much was that business, self? How much? And the whole thing we're talking about, how much was it? How much was it? The printing of whatever, the money that was involved, how much? Someone, eh? 6,000. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, you can imagine after all that, after this, somebody just come to you and say, okay, 6,000, don't worry. I'm, I'm giving you 6 million. You will say, ah, it's like, it's too much, eh? Then you will, eh? you will be eager to not praise the Lord. Now, eh, God, the focus here is that God detailed what he would take. Our message this morning is what we give to God. God spared out what Abraham should bring to him. You don't tell God what you are going to give. God tells you what he is going to take. Because God is not the beggar. It's only a beggar that takes whatever you give. As believers, there are things that you must give to God based on what is surrounding you. And that's what I'm going to give us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So he told God, God listed out everything. That if you read, because I may not have much time, if you read the, um, another scripture, so here he listed about bring bring me this, bring him that, bring that, bring that, bring that, bring that, you know, that that's what God wanted in this conversation. So actually, God responded by giving him specifics of what he wanted of Abraham. So for you to overflow as he has promised us this year, we must give him still worship. The way we should. Hallelujah. We must give him what? Give him what? Still worship. The way we should. Hallelujah. So, based on this premise, I want to see us through uh, five factors that determine what exactly we should give to God. I want to run us through five factors that determine what we should give to God. Praise the Lord. Because basically, some people don't know 
that there are things that there are ways and things we should give to God. Like I said, giving is a very important factor in the stewardship of Christians. Because giving is worship and it's also sacrificial. And worship and sacrificial. You worship God with it as you sacrifice to do so. Praise the Lord. Amen. Without much ado, number one, we give God, we give to God, no, sorry, what we give to God must please Him. What we give to God must please God. We cannot give God whatever we like. We must give Him something that will please Him. And Giving him something that will please him does not mean that we must give him the billions. No. If you have 10 naira and you give God 2 naira, he will be pleased. Praise the Lord. But if you have 20 naira and you give, up, give, give God 1 naira, he will not be pleased. Praise the Lord. Because from the beginning, God has given us the basic of what he wants in respect to our tithing. 10% is the minimum. Praise the Lord. That he has established based on his principle. And some people make mistakes when they pay tithe, they think they are done with God for them. No. A tithe is different from your offerings for your will, free will giving. No church can actually survive with tithing and offering. No church can survive. That's what people out there don't know. When they, they start making noise against church, don't pay tithe. Even if how much, what is the percentage of tithe in what a church means in the running of a church? When even everybody pays tithe. It's not up to 20% of what church means. So, church actually gets its money from free will giving, from free will donations. But the tithe is important to God for you to have a place, a place of reckoning as a child of God that honors his father. Praise the Lord. So we must give to God what pleases him. Because God created us. He is our God. So we must treat him well, specifically with what we give to him. And he has demanded of us to please him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I pray this morning that our giving philosophy will change. And that our giving will make a room of investment for us. Because like I said, as a believer, if you want to overflow this year, don't depend on just one source of income. You must have at least two 
or more, and then highest, maybe four. I showed you in the scripture. But I pray this morning that even if you don't have more than two, let the other two, the second one, be your way of giving. Because your giving to God is an investment. Praise the Lord. You don't give to God and go empty. It doesn't happen. And you don't give to God and get the same in return. The least God gives you back is double. Let your second investment this year be what? Giving. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm, I am I'm, I'm, I'm impaired to teach this just for you to be blessed. Just, Paul told them in the, in the current he said, I know how to abound. I know how to abound. I know not how to abound. How not to abound. So what you give me is only creating an income for you in heavenly places. So that when you go to God, there is something in your account that will be pulled from heaven. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Number two. What we give to God comes from what we have. Praise the Lord. So God is not, it's not, it's not a selfish God. When he said you must give to please him, he's not, he's not asking you to go and borrow. Praise the Lord. He's asking you to give him to please him from what he has given to you. Because what you have came from him. He knows what you have. Because he gave it to you. So if you are selfish with it, he knows. That is why he could be pleased and he could be displeased. If I just gave you 50k and then you want to say thank you, just, okay, I said bring something for me. I, I just gave you 50k and you, just, you managed to bring 1,000 and I'm not even happy about it. I won't, I won't be pleased. I know how much I gave you. And Pastor Loretta, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't. I gave you 50k. So how much have you given to me now? If I gave you, I gave, okay, I gave you 100k and you are bringing 2,000 for me. And say, Daddy, I this one for wine. Ah, you are just joking, no? I know. Praise the Lord. That's what I will say now. Eh? Eh, Pastor Retta, I know that you are a giver. If I give you 100, I know you can easily give me 10k. And if I give you, give me 10k and I look at it, oh, at least this is 10% of what I've given to you. I will be pleased. Praise the Lord. That's the minimum. Hallelujah. So you give, we give to God. What we give to God comes from what we have. We cannot give what we don't have. God is not asking you to give what you don't have. If he said you must give what pleases him, does not mean you should give him what you don't have. No. When God required Abraham to give him those animals he listed, it is because God has already blessed him with those animals. God has already blessed him with the daughter dove, with, with ram, with God. So when he was saying, give me this, give me that, give me that, he, he is not saying he should go and kill himself 
looking for it. He knows that Abraham had them. He had already blessed Abraham with them. So when God says, look, you must give me something that pleases me, it is something from what he has given to you. When you do job and you get paid, you think it is your power that you know it is God that gave you the enablement to do the job and get paid. Whatever comes to you as an income or as an investment or whatever or some, as a gift is from God. God gives to us everything that we have. So he is not asking for too much when he says, please me with your giving. So what we have could be our salary. It could be profit from our investment. It could be a free gift. It could be just something, anything, as long as something has come to you, God has given it to you. And you are required to give to God in terms of your tithe, which is a minimum of 10%, and in terms of your offering, your free will offering, and seed faith, and all that givings. Praise the Lord. Amen. Number three, what we give to God must honor God. What we give to God must do what? Honor God. God is not a beggar. What we give to him must honor him. The book of Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. A son honors his father. Is that right or true? A son does what? Honor his father. A true son honors his father. And a servant honors his what? His master. Where is my honor? God asks. How do you honor God? I'm your creator. I'm your father. Where is my honor? So one way you honor God is your giving. He said, if, and if I am a master, where is my reverence? Praise the Lord. If I'm your, if I'm your father, where is my honor? If I'm your master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts. It's God that is talking here. This scripture is not reportorial. It's a first-hand information. Praise the Lord. It's not being reported here. It's not the narrative. Praise the Lord. It's a direct word from God. They say, I'm your father. I deserve your honor. Even a master deserves reverence from his servant. And you be my child. Where is my honor? So, 
what we give to God must honor him for who he is. For instance, if you don't make room as the first thing when you receive any income, you have not honored God. Hallelujah. The honor, like I said, I keep saying, the honor here is not that you must give millions. No. You receive 20,000 naira a month. To honor God is putting God first. In everything you do, in your giving. What you do? You do a job, you get 2,000. The first thing you do, you remove 200 naira. You have honored him. It's not when you have finished spending, then you run the, you know, look at uh, rabbit, wrinkled, okay, I mean, no, 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 no. You honor God by putting God first. I, when money comes to me, the first thing is church work. The first thing, then I begin to now, my eye will begin to open to what the church means. I have gone beyond 10%. I just invest. I just put the money and God's means. And there are many one. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. So my first focus is, is, is the church. How many of you are paying tax here? Even if half of you are paying tax, how much will it amount, amount to? Do you know how much you pay here in a month? In a, in a month? How much you pay here in a year? We are talking about millions. You calculate all your tithe for the past three years, only never reach half a million. Praise the Lord. But God is keeping his church. So we ask you to pay your tithe is just for your blessing. Whether you pay, whether you don't pay, the church will match on. The church will do what is dutiful. The church will progress financially. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So you honor God by first of all, when you receive your salary, remove God's own. I know some children here, when they when they receive their salary, right from the office, they come to church and pay. That is honoring God. Praise the Lord. Some children here, when they receive their salary, they come straight to church and pay their tithe. No matter how much it is, even if it is 1,000. But they honor, that is honor to God. That is what? Honor. When I started and paying, and even my offering, even my offering, when I get fresh meat notes, I don't spend it. I keep it aside for my offering. That is honor. So when God said, He said, He said, put God first, the kingdom and His righteousness. Every other thing will do what? Be added unto you. Every other thing. Whatever God says, he stands by it. When Solomon honored God, when Solomon was made king, and the first thing he thought of is to thank God, not for the usual tradition of giving one ram. In place of one ram, what did he do? He gave 1,000 bond offering. Compare one to 1,000. That honor, that singular act, 
provoke God. And what God has never done before, he did it. He moved from us. He went to meet him. He said, you, this boy, you provoke me. So what do you want? He gave Solomon a blank check. It is not that God wanted, he has anything, all the 1,000, you know, he's not the one that gave him the ability to have them. But that he honor him with it. He broke off one, one ram to 1,000. God was provoked. And God met him. You, this boy, what is your problem? What do you want? And the guy said, well, I don't want anything. You have already blessed me with all I want. All I just need is that you have put in, you have given me a responsibility of leadership. I need wisdom and understanding to lead your people. And the scripture that said, put God first and every other thing shall be added unto you was applied. God now said, look, because you have put me first, every other thing you didn't even ask, I will what? Give you. And he gave him everything. And he now made the statement. He said, until the end of time, no man born of woman will ever be as rich as you are. Until tomorrow, when you put nations together, no one is as rich as Solomon. Praise the Lord. The world works. God is not a man. If he said it, he will bring it to pass. I don't know what God has promised you. Do not relent. He will bring it to pass. Just play your stay worship. And the devil will not see your back. In the name of Jesus. If he is our provider, if he is our healer, if he is our creator, if he is our God, then we must honor him in our giving. By putting him what? First. To get your income, get your salary, even if it is not a Sunday. Put it aside before you start spending and God knows. If that's what you do, God knows how much you honor him with that. And you cannot go, you cannot escape the blessing. If you, even if you don't want the blessing, the blessing, the blessing will overtake you. Praise the Lord. Put him first. Some people will do work and they get income, that they will say, oh, the first thing they go and say, I need this. I need that. I need that. They forget. They are tired. Listen to me. Let me explain it to you. If you read the Bible, the Bible says, give your tithe to God. The Bible did not say, pay your tithe. No, there is difference between give and pay. For those who use the excuse of uh, 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 the law to escape their selfishness, pay means law. You are lawfully required 
to pay. Forgive means you are morally encouraged to honor God with your 10% of what he has given to you. Praise the Lord. So you are asked to give. You are not asked to pay. It's not by force. But there are things you miss and you will never gain and regain when you fail to honor God with your giving. You may not know it immediately, but the time is come when you know, when you discover it. Because when you are a Christian, those principles automatically are bounding on you. Except you are not a Christian. If you are not a Christian, then people they don't, they don't talk about tithing. But there are things those who are not Christians do that are far more than tithing. They know how much they pay, they pay to, their, to their evil God. They know when they are required to go into the bush in the middle of the night. When they are asked to go and sleep in the graveyard. They, are, they, do, they do bizarre things to get their money. But you as a believer, all they are required is to honor God with your at least 10%. And you are dragging. Praise the Lord. Number four. What we give to God must cost us something. What you give to God must cost you something. First Chronicles chapter 21 verse 24. I read. Then King David said to Onan, No, but I will surely pay it. I will surely pay for it. The full price. For I will not take what is yours for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings with that which cost me nothing. Hallelujah. But you know the story that surrounds that scripture was when David made a mistake and um, the Bible says that he, he, he asked his army general to go count the people of Israel and God was angered. Why was God angered? Because he wanted to count the foot soldiers of Israel to know the strength of the soldiers of Israel. And God was saying, okay, is it the number that gives you confidence or me that gives you the confidence? Is it the number of the soldiers? Or your confidence you base on the number of the soldiers or me that is your God? And so God was angry and sent one of his prophets to him and gave him three options. Either to, 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 to suffer famine or to, 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 to allow enemies to mail them or to, 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 to deal with him for three days. Praise the Lord. And then David was wise enough. He said, let me fall into the hand of God. He said, God, you better do it yourself for that three days. If I say, allow, allow us to be permitted by and say, men are too wicked, they will finish us. But for you, I think we will beg you, we can beg you later and you will agree. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And so that was the background to this scripture. And what happened was that the angel was killing people. Was killing the people. And killing, 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 killing. And it got to a point. It got to a point where the angel got to and a voice came from heaven and instructed him to say, enough. Don't kill again. Praise the Lord. Now, the people were not praying. So when you think, it's not prayer. David was confused. He was not praying. But this thing happened in a place, in a, in a, in a, in a particular place, owned by a man called Onam. What happened was that in that same place, that same place was where Abraham had offered Isaac. That place was when Abraham honored God with the killing of Isaac. Even though God now exchanged it with an animal. So that place was an honored place. It was a sacred place. It was an anointed place. It was a blessed place. So as the angel got there, the voice came from heaven and said, you cannot kill here. This place is honored. Praise the Lord. And when David got to know this, God David said, wow, this place, there must be something special here. The first thing, I want to acquire this place. Praise the Lord. And then he searched out. He discovered the owner of the place, Onam. And he went to Onam. That's your place. I want to acquire it. And the man said, ah, you are my king. I don't need to sell it for you. Take it. And then he said, no, 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 no. We are serious business here. I cannot give your thing to God. And I cannot give what does not cost me anything to God. I must pay fully for this place. And that was how that scripture came and said, I will pay fully. And so he paid for the place and acquired the place. So if you give something that does not cost you nothing, you have not honored God. You are giving nothing. People give tithe that is not even up to 10%, which should be, which will be the least and it's the thing they are giving to God. You are just wasting your time. You must give to honor God. What makes David so special? Even with all his mistakes, God overlooked them. It is things like this. And that's why God called him and said, This is man after my heart. God didn't bother about the mistakes he made. When you honor God, your honor will swallow up every other mistake you have made. Come on, tap your neighbor. Tap your neighbor. Say, honor God. Say, don't say I didn't tell you. Say, be careful for nothing. Ah, praise the Lord. And finally, number five. What we give to God reveals who we are. What we give to God reveals what? Who we are. First John chapter 3 verse 12. Is the Bible says, Not as Cain who was of the wicked one. 
and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were what? Evil. And his brother's work was righteous. Hallelujah. Amen. God, this scripture is referring to what happened in Genesis chapter 4 when God asked Cain and Abel to bring offering to him. I recall that God rejected the offering of Cain and accepted that of Abel. Why? Because that of Cain was not pleasing to God based on what God has blessed him with. Praise the Lord. He gave the offering with I don't care. Because God demands what he wanted. God has asked for the animals to share the blood. But he refused. He discounted is he, he refused to honor God's demand. And they said, and they believe that, okay, Abel is giving from the animal, so he is the land, so he must give from what, that's not what God said. You must give God what he asks for. Praise the Lord. And so God rejected his offering. And the Bible here described him as what? Wicked. The way you give to God, they, they, they declares whether, or whether you are wicked or not. Whether you believe God or not, whether you honor God or not, your giving testifies of who you are. So, Cain's offering testified that he was evil. Because his giving did not honor God. But that of Abel, the Bible says, testified that he was what? Righteous. Now, giving is one of the works of the righteous. When you give rightly, you are walking in righteousness. Because God has made you righteous. And one of the works of the righteous is the right giving. Giving to God to honor him is the work of the righteous. The work of the righteous is not that, ah, you must tie your head in the church. Or you should not wear earring. That is religiosity. That is not righteousness. Ah, I don't wear trousers. Women must not wear trousers. I don't eat this meat. I don't eat this. That. that is religiosity. One of the major works of the righteous is by honoring God. Bible says everything I'm saying is based on the scripture. If you leave White House with what we teach anywhere in the world, nobody can challenge you and succeed. I listen to people. I can count on the fingers of my one hand who give message that can equal the message we give here. Praise the Lord. I'm not boasting, but I'm so sure that God is helping us here. You are getting the right message. Praise the Lord. So your giving is one way that you can play righteousness. 
And I pray for somebody here that in the work of righteousness, you will not fail. This year, when God begins to count people, you will not be the last. When it's time to lift people above their enemies, you will be the first. I declare God's righteousness working in your life, working in your business, working in your body, working in your marriage, working in everything that concerns you. May the righteousness of God cycle you. May the righteousness of God bless you. May you not fall out from the train of righteousness in the name of Jesus. This year, you will destroy the power that may be holding you back in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet and give God the praise.